Juan Mulanda seemed like it went well yesterday. Yeah, it uh, it's been a really good like, it's been a really good stream game, which is oh, yeah. weird considering how much of it involves, um, walking back and forth in circles, not knowing where to go, and everyone in chat knowing exactly what you can do and just posting smiley faces. <laughs> yeah, which I is is it's something I actually really like. Like, it, it, this is apparently, like, a, a whole community thing in La Mulana, where when you're playing and you're watching someone actually blind play it and they have questions, like, people just post a, people just post a smiley face. <laughs> and it's their way of saying, like, I'm not going to spoil that for you. Yeah, unless you specifically say, please right. spoil this right now, I'm tired of doing this. To, to be honest, okay, so the game had this reputation of being all but impossible, and I really think that that's a huge hindrance to the people, like to someone playing the game. Because like, yeah, some of the puzzles have been pretty out there and you solve some by accident, but that's kind of also just part of playing games. I, I really, it's it's too bad that it has this um, almost impossible like mountain that's way too hard to climb kind of aura around it as opposed to just being like hey this is a really fun game you should try it out and if you get stuck don't feel bad looking stuff up do you know what i mean like yeah it's, yeah it's it's uh i think it's a disservice to the game itself because it's it's really cool and i bet you more people would play it if they also didn't think like oh my god this game is literally impossible unless you uh have you know graph paper and, right. and an art degree yeah yeah i'm really scared that um I'm really scared that it's going to come to that because most of the puzzles I've run into so far have basically been like you read a tablet and it's this sort of cryptic reference to like how you're supposed to go through a particular area. Well, it's one of those like, things where you read it, you don't know what it is as you're exploring, you see a thing and you're like, oh shit, that's the thing that I read about an hour or two, like yeah, a day ago. One like, of okay, the, now I know what to do here. Yeah. One of the, one of the people in chat put it really succinctly. Um, they they basically said like you go you read through these hints and you're constantly trying to figure out whether the whether the clue that you've been given is literal or metaphorical oh yeah sure yeah and very often it's literal mm -hmm. but you lack the context to put it into action right exactly and yeah the con and then once you once you see the 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 context it makes all it makes sense the the almost the biggest puzzle of the game is keeping is is keeping track of all of the hints you've been given right and that that's why you should be writing things down cuz if you have everything written down you technically have all of the tools to solve the questions right right so uh, which might be why you're partially cuz it feels like you're kind of going through the i mean i don't know how long the game is or anything or how many more bosses or things you have to do but in terms of what a normal game feels like like looking at your inventory it feels like you're really far. It does feel that way. And I also know one of the early people that you talk to in the game says something about there being like eight guardians. Oh, okay. In the game. You've done five, haven't you? I've done five. Yeah. So I do feel like I'm more than 50% of the way through the game, provided there's not like some sort of crazy reset point. Sure, sure. Or you, know, or you can... And the, maybe the Symphony of the Night the... Inverted Castle... Right, right. I, I don't. I have no idea. Um, 
because if there isn't that, I, I feel like it's it's been a, a fairly enjoyable experience where it, it hasn't been, I, I don't know, it, watching you hasn't, there hasn't been a moment where I would where I would be if I was playing it, oh my God, I'm just done. I'm never playing this crap again. And Yeah, no, like it's it's definitely, there have been a number of moments in the game where I've been like, I freaking hate this game. Sure, of course, of course. Or something stupid happens, like yeah, <laughs> like when the ground went up and squished you, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, at that one point, I mean, luckily it didn't matter because you hadn't done. I, anything. I'd saved like two rooms earlier, and I hadn't done anything significant. Yeah. So the the biggest issue would be, but even the save points aren't. It's it's not even like Resident Evil One, where it was like, oh, I have to find a a a, a ribbon to save. Yeah, and There's yeah, a limited yeah. number of them. I'm kind of nervous about it. Right. It's like yeah, yeah, save as much as you want. Save in one of thirty slots. Like, it's that's not, uh, that's not even the hard part or anything. So it's it's. I guess it's just interesting um, that that it has this 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 sort of idea that it's like a, a incredibly difficult, no one can solve this kind of game. Where so far it seems, I don't know, it seems like a, a game where if you're writing down all the notes, it, it it's like the perfect it's like the perfect level of discovering the the game and solving the the puzzles. Yeah, like it's, it's it's so cool to me that it that it it's it's designed in a way that it's completely approachable by. Anyone that's decent at a game that can get through the the action elements, mm-hmm. I feel like most people would be able to solve the puzzles if they're patient and can can sometimes think way outside of the box for stuff, right? I mean, anyone can, but it like some of them are really they're some of them are very obtuse. Absolutely. Oh no, no, I'm not I'm not saying that it's on the nose or it's easy. I just mean that it's the the so when i think of like an impossible to beat game or something or like oh yeah, my yeah. god no one wants to play this i think of like games that typically revolve around some type of skill or mechanic that mm-hmm. unless you're just good at those kinds of games or you're willing to put in an enormous amount of time solving them right makes them impossible to approach by most people right well and the and the thing with la mulana is that like if you have a if there's a skill wall mm-hmm. right if there is a if you're being if you're being walled off because there's something that you physically can't do right then like that is not something you can look up on the internet to solve right right la mulana is it's a it's a fairly challenging game from a gameplay perspective sure but like most of the progression blockers are um most of the progression blockers are just figuring out where to go. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the game is like intentionally obscuring your path forward because it wants you to figure things out on your own. Yeah. And if yeah. you're not into that, you can just play La Mulana with a guide open and just have it tell you where to go. And mm-hmm. I think it's still a pretty good game. It's not the same experience. It's not, no, not it's not as special as as like, you know, the feeling of like, oh my god, I figured it out. I've cracked the code. Yeah, you won't you won't have that instance of holy crap, this puzzle was actually solvable <laughs> seven or eight hours ago. I just didn't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh so it won't be the same I mean, it's not like so if you're playing an RPG and you're using a guide, mm-hmm. the thing you're probably using that guide for is just to not miss any items that are missing sure, or yeah. something like that, right? It's mm-hmm. usually not to well, at least 
I didn't really use it to for for boss fights exactly because I enjoyed just fighting a boss and figuring out what to do. Like I didn't I didn't need the guy to tell me, "Hey, make sure you use this skill, then this skill, then this skill." Right? It was it was almost always just I don't want to miss a stupid missable item in a fifty hour video game. Um, so I'm I'm using a guide for it. So I think using a guide to get through the the La Mulana puzzles, you you would. I, I would be. It's hard for me to to say exactly what that would be like. Maybe I. I, f- I feel like it's a totally. It's got to be a completely different experience then, because then you're judging it purely on the merits of its combat, which I don't know if. I, I mean, it's they seem fine. Fine. Yeah. yeah exactly. But exactly. like, that's not that, really what the experience is about. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that heavy. That heavy. It's fine. Is what it feels like. That would it be. would. It would be like. <laughs> it would be like playing Portal. But, like, you watch a video walkthrough of the stage before you do it. So you don't really do any experimentation. You don't do any, like, you don't do any, like, real looking around at the stage. You just kind of, like, see what you're supposed to do and then you go execute it. And it, like, that kind of, like, straightforward experience with no, like, discovery or exploration would really take a lot of what's special yeah, I can't about even it, what, out of what, the experience. If it, if that's the game that you're going to compare it to, then I can't even imagine playing it with a guide. Like like actually, right? Like the portal, the the joy of portal is is literally making portals and seeing what happens and being like, oh hey, this works. Holy crap! That yeah, so yeah, cool. exactly, exactly. It is that kind of feeling of like, oh oh I oh yeah. oh that's what that is. I, I think part of the reason why La Mulana gets such a rap like is such this idea of it being so impossible is because we are trained as people not not as not as people that play video games just as people in general Mm -hmm. that it's a waste of time to waste like it's a waste of your life it's a waste of existence if you're not making progress on whatever it is you're doing in a very short amount of time right right so if, if you don't if especially when it's something that you're doing in your free time that's supposed to be like you know, if you compare it to Mario, you just hop in Mario, you go left to right, and you you know exactly how much progress you're making making because the the screen scrolls like you you can't you can't mistake that. Uh, but but in in a game like La Mulana, if you're not making progress, maybe you're like this is just a waste of my time. What am I doing? And then you start thinking about other things you could be doing. I don't know. So I think that's part of why the game gets this. It has this this air of uh, only the elites try this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It's. I, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's actually a really dis like a big disservice to the to to the game, um, because it it actually seems totally approachable if you're willing to be patient. Yeah, it real. I mean, I I want to be careful about being like, oh yeah, you could do all of it, no problem. Because no, 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 like, no, I, I know you're not there yet. You can't you can't possibly say that. And I could be completely wrong, and I'm okay with that. This is just most is of the from... people who have most of the people who know the game are like, like. Most people have told me, like, almost nobody goes through this game without looking up one or two things. Well, and, and I mean, you you didn't look it up exactly, but you did ask pointed questions like, hey, can I solve this now? Which isn't looking up the answer, but it's still giving you the, the confidence or the, 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 the mindset of, oh, okay, I'm just missing something. I need to search harder or, like, right. look better <laughs> right 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 um so that that is sort of looking something up it's not giving you the the exact answer but uh i i would say that that's that's kind of in that that's right in that that's that's on the the edge of 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 looking looking up at least the idea of it do you know what i mean yes 
Yeah, exactly. And like the game does give you all of the information that you need. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, you know, we, again, again, we were in college, we were in college together and we studied game design. Yeah. At least to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, about like, like the just in time introduction mm-hmm. of information and mechanics where like good game design is generally considered to be like the game presents you with information and then asks you to put that information into practice in the, you know, almost immediately. Yeah. Like you are told what you need to know when you need to know it. Mm -hmm. This is a complete inversion of that where this is like, you are going to be given information out of order cryptically before you need it, after you need it all over. Like it, the, the hint that you get will not necessarily correspond to the place you need to use it. Sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's sometimes it's like five sections away. <laughs> and you just have to remember that it said that. Like, so it's it there's just no there and there's no consistency there. There's no like you can't even say, oh well, I you you can't even say, oh well, I just, you know. I will write this down because I won't need this immediately. This is talking Mm -hmm. about something. If it was all of the hints are like, oh, this is going to be for later or this is going to be for another section. Right. Then you could at least set your watch by that and be like, okay, so I wrote these hints down in this area. So I know that all of these hints correspond to a different area. Yeah. Nothing, nothing goes with, you don't have any idea what's, what's going to be, um, you don't know how it's going to be used or if it's going to be used <laughs> even. Yeah. Like you you really don't know. And what really scares me at this point is a lot of the a lot of the the hints are just about like simple puzzles of like, you know, push this block in this area or hit these things in a certain order or press down to like to like put a weight on a thing on on like a pedestal to trigger a thing yeah. in this area. Or go to these places in this order, whatever. Mixed within those hints are other hints that don't seem relevant to me right now. But because I now have a better understanding of how um, of how the game like gives you hints and how almost none of the information in this game is superfluous or unnecessary. Mm -hmm. I am getting scared. Because there are a bunch of pedestals that talk about the location of certain zones in the ruins relative to one another. Mm. And there is something, there's another Maybe there's a hint. puzzle, like, based on the, 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 the order of the rooms that you enter, or how you enter them, or something like that. There is another hint that I wrote down and circled in my notebook that says something about like take the the dragon bone I think which is an item I don't have yet to the heart of the ruins like at the very Mm. at the very center of the ruins sure at which triggered this thought process holy shit do I eventually have to determine where every area where every area is on the map and sketch out all of those map areas to create 
a map of the entire ruins and then figure out where the center area is. Yeah, I was that's that's where I was going with that too. Yeah. Because the you get in maps game, for each would, in, you get maps obvious. for each individual area. They're like Zelda maps. Sure, yeah. They're kind of like rectangular and it's They're all grid like, based. Yeah, it's like a bunch of boxes on. Yeah. Yep. But you only get them unique to the one area that you're in. Yeah, you don't you don't have a map of everything. So I I see these hints about like, oh yeah, so this area is on top of that area or this area is next to this area and I'm like and then there's things talking about like the center of the ruins. The, the the center of the entire ruins and the, i'm like yeah, everything together all right so the only way i would know where the center of all of this is if you know where each one is relative to the other one yes so do i have to eventually you should start actually out. get that oh, graph paper you should that'd be so cool so okay the reason this, this game is, is so much work because okay that's what that's that's there you go that's why this game is is considered hard right it's it's because we're <laughs> We are not, we don't ever expect to have to do that. We don't ever expect to have to have work. <laughs> like, I mean, like, not since like, like the early 90s, right? That's what I was about to say is that, it's, you know, it's those old RPGs where, um, they're, you know, the ones where you actually like are drawing out the dungeon as you do it. Mm -hmm. What's mm -hmm. that? There's a whole series on that. Etrian Odyssey. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I played one of those on the 3DS and it was one of the ones where you could, you like the map drew on the touchscreen part and then you could do things with Which it. Which is actually like, really cool. I like that. Yeah, it's super cool. And so that's what this makes me think of. So yeah, I wonder, oh man, I wonder if you're supposed to be drawing out all the little squares of each, at least at least some information of each one or something. <laughs> I mean, it will it, it will at least give you the the grid of the whole area when you're in it. So you could like sketch out each area, but then if you don't know where they all relative to each other, then you have to like basically cut them out like puzzle pieces and then try to start fitting them together and Ooh, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, what if what if the all of the maps come together to make an image of some sort? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I like. I feel like all of the maps are gonna eventually like puzzle together, and then it's gonna make a thing, and then and then you and then you have to figure out what it actually like makes, and then you have to use that image to like go to a certain point. Like, if it comes, like for example, if it came together to like make a bird. And then right, it's exactly. like, and then it's like head to the beak. Yes. Yes. Or the heart or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, the the one, you know, it's interesting because every single room has a name, doesn't it? Like within it the does. labyrinth. It does. Um, has there been any puzzles that is that the, yes. that the, that the room name changes depending on. Oh, changes. Yeah. Yeah. Like does the name ever change? I don't think something? so. Okay. There've been a number of puzzles that refer to the specific name of a room. Yeah, no, I've I've seen those ones. I was just curious if there was one that like changed depending on like if you went into it from a different way or something like that. I was I I'm just trying to so. think of all the most awful ways that they could trick you into being thinking that you've been into a room before, but mm. you actually haven't because the name has changed, but you wouldn't know that unless you look at it or something psycho like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I maybe think that's that, maybe I that's think the too room mean. names are I think the room names are pretty much static. Okay. There okay, is okay. like there's twin labyrinths. But Twin Labyrinths, first of all, I don't have a map for that. That area is weird, and I haven't figured it oh, out. Oh, yes. I, I remember you looked. That was where you were. That's but where you like, were exploring after the boss last night. Yeah. There's, like, three different entrances to that area, and none of them connect to each other. Of course. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, So that's weird. Um, And then the... Uh, yeah, that's very weird. 
And I don't have names for those rooms because I don't have a map. But I feel like I've been through so much of it at this point that I'm starting to feel like that's intentional. Right. So, I... Mm. <laughs> that's the best i mean what more can you ask for uh, I, I, uh. <laughs> that's the really the really interesting thing about it <laughs> the really interesting thing about it is how i go into every stream having absolutely no idea how to make progress and, and then, then i just kind of wander around and either am reminded of something or, like, something will just click, and I'll be like, let me go check this out. I haven't been here in a while. And, like, yesterday I just walked through a wall. And I was like, what? You know, okay, I'm, this is here now. I'm I'm not surprised, because, you know, that's what they say. They, you know, the, the powers that be mm-hmm. always talk about. Uh, if you're having trouble with something, stop doing it and walk away. And when you come back, it'll be fresh. And you're always, oh, there's that party that's like, Fuck you, I'm getting this stupid thing done. Yeah, no. I absolutely am like, I need to grind my face against this until it's done, because I'll feel bad until I do. Right. When, when, or if you could, like, get up and, and do something else, or better yet, not play it for a day or two and then come back, and be like, man, what was so hard about this again? Um, so that doesn't surprise me, but it's still one of those things where you're like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like, how, how come I didn't notice this earlier or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh... That's that's actually awesome. I missed the beginning, so I did not see that. Well, I am going to be putting the entire series on YouTube. Oh man, no way! You starting on uh, yeah, I've been recording all of them. Um, starting on uh, well, as of the time of this podcast, uh, this Thursday. Nice. So what ended it, on what just ended? Like, uh, what series? Star Tropics will end on on tuesday which is the day this podcast comes out yeah star okay. tropics has been running this whole time because i've only been posting two episodes a week ah gotcha, gotcha so it went for like two months but it didn't really need to because i finished it back in january <laughs> oh star tropics that was a time that was our first podcast of the year it's a it podcast was, yeah. by the way welcome to the retro breakdown Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're I've stopped chatting. counting episodes. I used to be like, welcome to the episode number number of the of the retro breakdown, but I don't remember what the number is. It's in the like the 30s now, I think. Sure. But, I actually uh, have no idea. I think we did 25 last year or so. That sounds right. Something. I, th- I think we're probably in like the mid the mid 30s. Yeah, it's, it's it March. doesn't matter. There's no <laughs> continuity between episodes. <laughs> We do an episode every week. We talk about old video games, sometimes new video games that look old. I don't know. It's really just there's no we don't hold ourselves. We don't hold ourselves to standards here. If you haven't figured it out yet, it was mostly just an excuse to be forced to play some game that we'll enjoy and then have 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 a a fun time chatting about it. That's really what it is. That's really what it comes down to. Like, Thanks for listening. We have we have in the past played a brand new video game. That looked old and mm-hmm. had simple controls. Actually, and it didn't this even week, look old. It just had pixel graphics. Like, let's be honest. True. If that that's if true. that game was on the Super Nintendo, it would be a game that everybody remembers because we've been like, holy shit, that was so smooth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it does look really good. It just has it just is well, it's pixel graphics and it's also two buttons. 
Mm-hmm. So I think like the two things that I really think of is like pixel graphics and simple controls. Hey, I'm I'm reminded. I know we're supposed to be introducing. I'm Tom. You can find me at Twitter at Tom Dave VG. Where, what is that's my introduction. Oh, as of um, as of five minutes ago, because I finally got the ability to do. Oh, that. you just checked. Yeah, I just checked a few minutes ago, and <gasps> I and I said it. So as of now. Right now. Right Actually, now. in the past. Or, it, you know, at the time of recording. Yes. You can find my, oh my YouTube God. channel at youtube.com slash time wanderer. Oh my God. I mean, it's not that big a deal. But mostly twitch.tv slash time wanderer. It's a big deal. Okay. It's, it's huge. It's not time wanderer. It's time wanderer. Not even 30. Like, that's you weren't t- sure because there, there was the random German... Uh, no, it's time wonder. We got it's good. We got nice. it. They uh they 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 took the URL redirect away from the German channel that posted two videos of them crushing berries with a brick 9 years ago. Uh thanks internet. Thanks internet. <laughs> that video probably has meanings we don't understand. <laughs> I don't think it does. I think it's just a couple of kids were hanging out in the woods and had a camera and they were like it would be funny if we post this to YouTube. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, it was also like 11 years ago or something, wasn't yeah. it? And I'd like, I, they, I'm pretty sure they were like 14, so. Okay, it probably has no ulterior. I don't think it has any sort of. You never know with the internet, okay? Nothing's safe anymore. You're right. <laughs> you've, I mean. You've been, yeah, yeah, like, actually, actually true. <laughs> do, do, do you remember? Maybe you shared it with me. The image of, of uh, the Minecraft guy in. in smash brothers when he's when he wins and he's just like standing there holding that piece of meat or whatever (laughs) nothing is safe okay nothing is safe that's true (laughs) i like for me personally all of my streams are secret coded messages to the deep state (laughs) so oh that's okay i i was i have to sidetrack and usually we don't go down this route but I was watching someone that I used to watch on Twitch a couple, maybe this was like a couple months ago now. Okay. And they were, they, they, they have different political views than me. Sure. Which is fine. Which is fine. Um, actually, it's kind to of, an well, extent. never mind. Uh, yeah, that's where I was going to go. <laughs> maybe it's not fine, but it's fine. Um, and I don't really, I actually don't care that much. And I, I, the thing that just made me laugh though is that they were talking about the one of them, he had a kid or something. And they were saying how they'll never let their kid watch some shows because of the hidden agendas and everything, blah, blah, blah. And they're Uh like, I let them watch this one thing. And this person's like, are you sure it's safe? What's the color scheme that they use? And I'm like, holy shit, these people must live in constant fear. (laughs) Whoa. Like, they must live in just, like, an insane world where absolutely everything is out to get them always. And when you said that, it just made me think about it. And even if it's true... It's still I, crazy to think about it constantly. <laughs> honestly, I I I know some people yeah that do live in that state. Mm-hmm. And it is a it's a bit frightening. <laughs> yeah, cuz I mean, I understand it's it's, also like, just, it's kind of sad. Well, and and but that that was like a new one for me because you know I, I I get it like you what 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 are what symbols are they are they talking about what what are they what's the message that's being told like all of those things I'm I get it I'm down with that kind of uh that that sort of conspiracy thinking I I, I may not agree with it myself but I I get it I've been there before but then when you start I, getting I, into in general things <laughs> in general I am like I am understanding of like 
don't always take everything at face value. Yes, that's I guess that's what I mean is I'm I'm one of the I'm one of those annoying people that's like, yeah, well, okay, who 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 paid for the research that says sure, that sure. uh Coca-Cola is good for you? Oh, Coke paid for it? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, like like that's just critical thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm I'm a, I am actually annoying when it comes to that type of uh, Sure. Yeah, absolutely. process. <laughs> but yeah, the sorry, go ahead with what you were you were you were wherever you were we were going with it we don't even have to talk we about weren't this going it just, anywhere with this no we weren't we weren't so what i wanted to say was is that there was a a game boy color game that was canceled because it was it was like 80 or 90 percent completed um in 2001 okay. i want to say which was the end of game boy yeah and game boy advance was coming out but pretty the, much the the, the team... shout out to shante coming out in 2002 true <laughs> it was like one of the last games that came out Perhaps if it came out on a different console, it wouldn't have taken eight years for people to realize that it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. Hey, it worked out in the end, truly. I, I like to think so. I mean, it's still not like a, I, it's still not like still... a top tier franchise. But, well, no, no, no. But yeah, but, that's but not, I love all of those games. That. I was going to say, you can't use that as the benchmark since uh, it, they're still making new ones, right? Yes. Like, it has to be doing yeah, the, well enough. The newest one came out last year. It was great. Exactly, exactly. Um, but there was this game that I, I don't remember anything about. This is not like some, oh, cool, this is actually happening. It was more of just, a, oh, neat, I didn't know this was a, th- was a thing. And it's it's coming out, like they're releasing it um, sometime next year. There's going to be a Kickstarter to have like a physical copy, like a Game Boy cart, I guess, mm. uh, that you could be a part of. And I'm, I'm trying to find the the link. I don't know why it was, how I even found it. Did I get sent an email by something like this doesn't make i don't know how i find things sometimes but um it it, it looks really cool it's like a it's like an action rpg on the game boy color and it looks really really uh it's something that i would be interested in playing and it just made me think about our podcast and stuff um and it made me happy that the some of the original team that was part of the game are they're back and they're like yeah hey let's make this thing a thing because now we're we're living in a a like a, a now it's it's like exciting to buy uh, an old game again or whatever it's, it's sort of an odd we, we've kind of shifted to everybody wants like or well, not everybody but half the people are super excited about overpriced physical runs of games that they could get for ten dollars yeah um, <laughs> i mean it's it's the collector thing right yeah exactly the the collector mentality has been kicked into high gear i would say in the last few years yeah in terms of um the amount that's available and then the the different rarities i i think that's Case in point, everyone thought they could do it when they they released that that aliens. God, what is it like? Destroy all humans or whatever. It's like a really mediocre uh, franchise where and and they, it was like a three hundred or four hundred dollar collector's yeah. edition that came with like a two foot alien statue. Well, because the thing <laughs> is, like, you don't need a million people to want that. You need like a hundred people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to like that enough to pay that kind of money, and then you just you know you skim from the whales. This is basically like the entire anime industry in Japan is based on this is based on specifically this concept. Yeah, the well Japanese culture has always been kind of uh, about well, like gotcha, right? The the games, well, just yeah, it's even the the things. What are are they called? The capsule toys, right? Yeah, like all of that stuff. The gotcha pawn, the thing that gotcha games are literally like get their etymology from exactly well yes i i was that's 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 true i was more of just making it so people that didn't know what i was saying knew that i meant the little little plastic oh yeah uh, the, yeah 
<laughs> because when you say gotcha now people just think of cell phone games right like it's i don't yeah, think most that, people think that, of the, that the term has just become so popularized now <laughs> yeah um but let me see if and i, I think that I think... most people probably think of it as as like a like i gotcha yes that's well that's how i thought i actually thought that's what the play was because you know japan uses a lot of uh english words sure yeah for things so i thought that was what the joke was um like it works both ways which may be on purpose because Japanese is an easy language. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here I'm posting this. This is I. Oh, you know this is the this is the article that I, I happen to read. But the, you don't even have to click it. But just see that the oh that's this cool. is the game that's coming out. Um, and I guess the ROM has been like the almost completed game it was in ROM format. It's been floating around the internet, and now it's getting a Kickstarter uh, release. But it looks that's really neat. awesome for I a like Game that. Boy Color game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just made me happy that. Game Boy, the Game Boy Color, like one thing that always kind of blew me away when I played the original Game Boy Color Shantae is like I had a Game Boy Color. I still have a Game Boy Color. It's on the yeah. it's on the shelf behind me. Which but one, I had which, which color did you have? It's teal. Oh, nice, nice. Um, like the teal one. My my brother had the atomic purple one. Yeah, I just I, I had purple. Whatever the the, the one default. that's like kind of half see like half see oh no the C I did not have the see-through one I just had the solid purple the see-through one is is the superior choice I just didn't realize it when it came out fair enough yeah <laughs> mine's just mine's like solid teal yeah my sister actually had the solid teal one um, so so I had the Game Boy Color and I had three games for it technically four <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> it was Pokemon actually, Red Pokemon Blue Pokemon Yellow and a second copy of Pokemon Red no <laughs> <laughs> none of those copies or none of those are Game Boy Color games. <laughs> exactly. So to me, I did not realize that the Game Boy Color was technically like a console generation beyond. I didn't realize that it was the Super Nintendo to the NES that was the Game Boy. Original. Really? I did not realize that until a few years ago when I played Shantae and I was like, this is ridiculously good. Oh How did God. like the Game Boy would be on fire? right now and granted <laughs> for the game boy color shantae is still a fantastic looking game yeah however like it makes more sense knowing that the game boy color is a different console no the, the nintendo differentiated the the game boy and game boy color cartridges by making the game boy color ones i want to say they were see-through but they had like a fatter you know how the game boy um the Game Boy cartridges were, were gray and the, the top part was sort of indented where it said Nintendo. Oh, yeah. It was like convex instead of concave. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I um, didn't know that because I literally never actually had a Game Boy Color cartridge for my <laughs> Game Boy Color. <laughs> I literally only wanted the Game Boy for Pokemon for and then Pokemon. didn't get the Game Boy Color Pokemon games. To be fair, that didn't even happen for a long time because Gold and Silver were, were both... Uh, Game Boy games, just base Game Boy. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think Crystal was the first Game Boy Color game. Maybe Crystal was Crystal just Game Boy Color. Uh, I want to say it was because I remember having like a really sweet cartridge. Mm. Pokemon Crystal. I rented. Yeah. I want to say Silver. Okay. And did actually play that through and finished it. And I remember I mean, liking it a lot, even though I finished that entire game not understanding how Steel-type works. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You don't need it. 
<laughs> the truth about Pokemon is unless you're playing uh, competitively or whatever, you can pretty much just throw whatever you want at almost everything. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll you'll be able to brute force your way through like 99% of the game. I, uh, I realized this playing Pokemon Sword using basically whatever whatever things i wanted while the entire chat screeched unintelligibly (laughs) (laughs) i think i think pokemon fans not even just pokemon fans but people that have played pokemon see someone using a type that's wrong it's just like it's like a it's like a knee-jerk reaction to just be like no (laughs) i mean it 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 was that is the experience that i had so I'm probably not going to play any more Pokemon on stream anymore. Even though some of the, the randomizers one. for the old game seem really fun. I want to play. I know it's like two years away, but Arc, Arceus, Arc, whatever the one. Oh, the Legends like, thing. The like open the world in Japan. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. I Potentially. Have no idea why? I mean, I think I just enjoy the idea of Pokemon. I, 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 I think played. everybody has for years wanted like a resed up like explore around do like open ish world game like adventure game with pokemon like that has been something that has been demanded for like 15 years true true ever since i mean ever since even just the 64 existed as an idea they're like where's our main console pokemon right 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 and now we Uh, have a main console pokemon but then everyone yelled at it so (laughs) yeah to be fair it was fairly lazy it's like I enjoyed playing the game and I had fun with it, but I still I, I understand a lot of the gripes about Sword and Shield. I do too. Um, I I I I get it. Like I think that Game Freak has a they have an IP that is absolute gold, and they really like they keep content coming out for it, but it is always like bare minimum effort. Yeah, it's it like it's super safe. They don't really do anything to mix up the formula too much. It's it's kind of the same gripe that I had about Zelda pre Breath of the Wild. Dude, I mean, Breath of the Wild, that that game really, really captured my love of open world games again. It was it was it was really neat because I was in I was in the the, the PhD stuff when that when that came out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I it was it came out right at like the Thursday or Friday before the spring break that year. So I just spent, I think I spent something insane, like 130 hours playing Breath of the Wild over the course of, you know, eight days or whatever it was. There were, there were two nights where I actually just didn't sleep and I stayed up until the, like the following night's midnight or whatever, and then passed out and then did it again after waking up. I I mean, I loved that game so much. I don't know what it was about it, but it just, it just felt good to play. I bought it on release and someday I will finish it. No, I know. Yeah, I know you haven't you haven't had a chance to like play it yet. I, that's that's totally fine. It's, it's, it's no, just... it's not that I haven't had a chance. I actually I booted it up and I played it. Like mm-hmm. I played it a bunch when it came out, and then I just stopped playing it. I hit that point mm-hmm. where it's like, I am going to play a video game today. Is it going to be this one? No, I don't feel no. like it today. Yeah, and then the next day it's like, no, I don't feel like it today. And then you do that like for about if you a do week. too much. Then it's yeah, then you're just like, I'm never playing this again now. That's basically what it that's basically where it goes. That's what it feels like. I think that's I I don't know why that, that happens to me too, where where if if you put off playing a game for too long, it just becomes unfun to go back to it. Like, okay, so I've And tried now it's to go like I'm gonna to have to just start over. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I wanna finish um 
Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Mm, mm. And I've gone back to playing it a couple of times. And every time I do like one or two weeks worth of stuff. And then I'm like, I don't feel like playing this. And I, I don't know why. I don't know why it's so hard for me to go back to because I loved playing that game so much. I did too. And I'm like three or four out. missions from the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everyone talks about like one of those. Uh, everyone talks about like one of the ending themes being like one of the best themes and it's been remixed and it's been like people are doing like analyses of it that I follow on YouTube. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. I haven't I'm not going to watch this because I've not actually been to the end of that game. So I don't want to hear it when I, I know that, you know, some crazy stuff happens and I happen to choose the the, the Black Eagles house as my house. And my understanding is that they have the one of the <gasps> crazier story moments that happens. And I'm I'm right. I'm at the mission, literally the mission where it it it's like the a little past the halfway point where, you know, that's when you just that's when some stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Uh, and and you end up in a different era or not era, but you end up in a uh, as like not students anymore or whatever. You've yeah, made, yeah, you've yeah. made your choice. And there there is a there is a significant um, turning point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm right there. And I, <laughs> I just. I haven't gone back to I don't I don't have a reason even like it's not it it makes no sense. I mean, Jesse's weirdly at the same point with uh, it's not because she doesn't want to, but like she hit uh, she hit World of Ruin in FF6 a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And um, it hasn't come out on YouTube yet, but you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she she hit World of Ruin and got like as far as like the big scene with Celeste. Yes, I yeah, we we talked briefly about it cuz I had mentioned it and I was like isn't this isn't the game just nuts and she's like yeah, what the hell. <laughs> and um and we haven't touched it since. It's been 2 or 3 weeks now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has just been like we've been busy. Like we usually play on the weekends, but like last weekend she was running uh last weekend she was running a bunch of live events. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. This weekend she's got a bunch of meetings, so I don't know if we're going to be able to play this week. Um, you know, I'm going to have to mark out one of these weekends for round one of Cuso Grande six. That's right. That yes. started up. So like we're, we're trying to, fo- we've got enough episodes to like, we've got episodes scheduled out into like April. Okay. So we're, we're not in a rush, but I, there has been a, like, it's weird that we sort of hit the, the moment in FF six where it's like, and everything's different now. <laughs> And then we just kind of we've just kind of left it dangling there. Well, then there's a party that's like, yeah, it's sometimes you get the the blues a bit where it's like, oh, this is not I'm not ready for this yet. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like I miss I like I feel like I didn't get enough time with the world as it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now I'm being like locked out from it. Mm hmm. Like, I don't I don't like this new world. I don't want it. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready. No changes. No changes. <laughs> no, uh, no, I understand. It's 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 funny how speaking. Hey, oh, hey, what? this is a great segue. Actually, okay. Speaking of the world completely resetting and starting over, <laughs> and everything being everything being different. And games hitting huge turning points that are unexpected. You ready to talk about Mario Galaxy? Yeah. 
All right. Let's uh did you wanna did you wanna hit anything else before we before we head into sponsor break? Uh other than I, I loved playing Kiwami 2. Yes. And I'm I'm not gonna be playing any more Yakuza for a while. Just kidding. We started playing uh Yakuza 3 last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we couldn't resist and Did you buy the whole like remastered collection? Yeah, they they lowered the price, so it's now always 40 bucks and i was like well i was gonna get it when it was 50 50 percent off at like so it would have been 30 and i was like well i can pay 10 more dollars and play it now that seems that seems fine (laughs) yeah and i mean like you know you are getting three games for 40 dollars so uh yeah so that's a that's a you know that's an that's an investment like far into your future far into your future like yes this is at the rate you're going like that'll last you through the end of march yeah basically especially if like three four and five i don't feel like have as endearing of uh side stories and side content so you probably want to like dip a toe into them but like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if you just kind of like shotgun the main stories yeah my my feeling of three so far so we're we're about in chapter three i think of of three um so how are you finding it it's uh, to be honest i i knew that the i knew it was going to be clunky and, and rough around the edges just because mm-hmm. it's old right yes um and i don't know i don't i don't actually mind it so much yet it, it hasn't it hasn't gotten i'm not like mad or anything the one thing i will say is that it seems like enemies block a tad too much yeah like, kind of yeah um, use those grabs but, yeah so i find that really annoying um but but overall i'm 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 okay with it i'm mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to I, the pacing actually doesn't bother me as much as i thought i w- it was going to uh give it time. and maybe that will change Ex- yeah, exactly. there there is a particular point i'm thinking of where it is just a drag and it's like oh my god i don't care May- stop like making me do this yeah i was gonna say that i feel like that's what i'm there's going to be a part that i hit that's like that just because it's it's especially if the side content can't be a fun diversion like if that's not exciting yeah. then then it's going to be much harder to 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 stomach doing a story that's that's kind of meh (laughs) the um so i will say that um the story of yakuza without saying too much the story of yakuza 3 does scale up well like it does like it's the when i say the pacing is weird i mean like it takes a while to get where it's going but where it's going is actually super cool that's that's what i'm hoping that's that's exactly what i'm hoping for is that the uh that ultimately it, it's all worth it because the, the end run is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the stuff that you, when you get to the, to the plot beats, there is some like eyebrow raising, like, holy shit. <laughs> Perfect. Like there are some moments, but that's, it's just that's like, could ask for. but it's, you know, it's partially that. And then it's partially like, you know, hanging out with children. <laughs> Which I, I thought was really adorable though. Like the one kid's like, I don't have a family. And Kiri's like, we're all your family. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's they're really like, like it's very clear that the idea here is to pose Kiryu as like a different type of protagonist. Sure. Because if you if you go from one and two, and zero to an extent, but just thinking about it like chronologically from the way that they're writing the character from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, the. Like Kiryu in one and two is just a he's just a st- 
stoic, violent bastard. <laughs> but he's got a heart of gold. He like he's got a good heart, but like you don't see it as much because he's mostly just threatening people. He's like he's <laughs> on the side of justice, but you don't really get to see the softer side of him, like really being compassionate towards people. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, I, you get it a bit in, in Yakuza one with, um, with, um, Haruka. Yeah. But all for most of that game, Haruka is basically a means to an end. Oh no. A hundred percent. Right. Like that is. And then at the end, he's like, all right, kid, you can, you can hang out with me. Well, and even, then in even two, in one... she's basically written out of the story as a MacGuffin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I feel like in three, they're overcorrecting. They're like, no, he really, really wants out. He right, is he... really like trying to completely reform his life. He is trying to he like kids. So much. we need you to know. We need you to know when he starts like stabbing people in the gut again, that he is a, you know, he's only doing this because he's forced into it. He, his ideal life, the thing that he's trying to do is just have a quiet, calm life on the beach with like helping out a bunch of kids who were orphans like he was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's Yakuza three spends a lot of time, (laughs) a lot of time making sure you know that. Yeah, God forbid. You, you you must know this because that that is that is that's where they really wanted. Also, Yakuza Three is the first time the new writer is in charge of the series too. Oh, I didn't know there was a. Yeah, the person that was in charge of one and two was a different guy. I don't remember their names. Um, big surprise, I know. Uh, but Yakuza Three marked the introduction of a, a new. Um, like scenario writer yeah i'm, I'm looking it up right now because I'm, I'm yeah i know negoshi's been behind the uh, as director but i didn't know about the actual like the writers of the stories yeah where did i see it i think it was somewhere let's see let's see let's see maybe under development i'm not sure but uh dang it I was just looking at it. It's, it's odd because I, I don't know why I had looked it up. I think I was looking at what the differences were between the, the various Yakuza 3s that are released um, in terms of... Because I know we, when it was first released on the PlayStation 3, they took out like 20 side quests and some of the, the sexy things. Yes. Um, and I believe, the, I believe the massage parlor is still not in the... I believe you are correct. ...current version. And they took out the... But it is in 4. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Weird. I wonder why that... Okay, I don't know. Or, I don't know. It's... I remember doing the mini game in one of them. Yeah. There's a clip of it. It's weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were doing things on stream, so sometimes you would steer away from some of the weirder things. <laughs> I mean, the Massage Parlor mini game is a game about edging. It is. Oh. It is a game about orgasm denial. <laughs> legitimately that's actually like straight up yeah that's weird like the whole game is like yeah you're in this you're in this massage parlor and you're you know it's all it's all like obscured and it's all it's all you're being given metaphors 
Of course, of course. Of what's happening. Well, it's but it's I like think it's plus also plus. like the telephone club game. Okay. Where like you're having kind of like a, a sexy lady just kind of be on screen. Mm-hmm. But it's all about keeping your meter as high as possible without letting it go over the top. Because then you because <sighs> then you finish early and then you're embarrassed because then it's over. Yeah. yeah. And then Kiryu's like and then Kiryu's all like shy and embarrassed about it. And like, oh, no, I oh, I'm. Mm. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, OK. I did not know that. Yeah, that's what the game is. So that's well, that's why they cut it, though. Yeah, I'm OK with that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it being cut. I, I imagine, like, usually in Yakuza games, like, when you do the sexy mini games, there's usually, like, actual people. Yes. Like, they're, like you do them a little bit, and then you meet people, like, the Cabaret Club hostesses. Uh, oh, the sure, Cabaret Club they, hostesses they are, like, they're all, like, actual real-life people that are doing, yeah, like, cameos in the in the game. Yeah. And then Kiryu gets to, like, actually meet them, and, like, maybe take them out on dates, and... And like hang out with them and get to know them and have conversations with them, which usually is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, but if maybe this game, this particular game, is also hiding that sort of um, that those sort of connections, I didn't find out. <laughs> I I didn't I don't I I I wasn't I didn't do that. It wasn't your uh, your your cup of tea. Oh yeah, I, I will say that almost every single one of the um almost every single one of the cameos by like so all of the cabaret club girls like the like the the gold the s rank or the like diamond tier or platinum tier or whatever wait there's um, cabaret club oh is this is this the cabaret and three is in in zero and like... two. Oh, oh, okay 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 yeah like ones, in yeah. in the games with a cabaret club game Ah, gotcha. All right. All of the hostesses that actually have like names that you can actually talk to. Mm-hmm. They're real people. Oh, okay. and they are almost all porn stars. Yeah, they're like part of the. Oh, what's the it's like J.A.V., right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Some Adult. of the I think some of them are um are like bikini models. They're like not full hardcore. They're like. Uh, yeah, they're like the, the term sexy... is gravure. Yeah, yes, yes. That's what I, some, I was going to say. There's a whole, there's a whole, that was a weird mini game that I did one time. I was like, yeah, I don't need to do that again. Where you have to like take oh, photos of them yeah, and like, you the d- sentences. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it's really, like actually live action. Yeah, like t- that. that I, I forgot it. that's in Kiwami too. Yes, it definitely is. I, I know people like it, but it's just, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, because <laughs> Kiwami 2 and 6, so chronologically in our time, Six is the first game that came out in the Dragon Engine. Correct. And then Kiwami 2 came out after that using the same engine. So there's actually weirdly in the same way that there's a lot of overlap between stuff in in Zero and Kiwami. Mm -hmm. There is equally a lot of overlap between Six and Kiwami 2, which is bizarre. Technically, Kiwami 2 is the last Yakuza game released uh, using like... A fighting engine right very technically yes um because judgment comes after it but isn't technically a yakuza game but it basically is that's true okay that's true that's true that's true but if you want to if you want to talk about like games from the studio that are like have an actual active fighting 
style to them, mm-hmm. it would be six Kiwami two judgment. Yeah. And then they, and then like a dragon came out after that. And I suspect that what they might do from here is they might spin those both off into their own franchises. That's what I Where like, too. like a dragon become like Yakuza with Ichiban becomes the RPG focused yep. side. And then judgment is like, yeah, but you still like to fight though. Right. Yeah. Or, or yeah. They'll, they'll do something like, or, or they're going to, they, they had said they might uh, drop the, uh, um, the, the ones in feudal Japan or whatever. Right. Oh yeah. Ishin. Ishin and, and uh, in Kenzan. Kenzan, yeah. Kenzan. Yeah. Yeah. So they might do that as well, which then those could be the ones that go back to fighting or whatever as well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of content. They're all really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. I, I actually really hope that they, uh, that they bring those over. Cause those are the ones that I would like to play the most of what's not out at the moment. Yes. Yeah. I I've the only thing that's out. that's like officially out dead souls is dead souls. But I hear that game's bad. Yeah. I have no, but it also in involves Ryuji go to sporting like a, a, like a Barrett, a Barrett mini gun arm. Yeah. <laughs> Which, which like i'm okay, okay with that's <laughs> that fine I'm, i have i have no issues with that <laughs> like that's cool. one sentence should sell that game goro majima in a zombie apocalypse yeah it's not even fair for the zombies i think that's the i think that's the point also like sega developed house of the dead so i'm pretty sure it's just that ah uh, all right yeah that makes sense like at least I I I feel like it's at least inspired in that in that sense. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't have any interest in ever playing it, but I'm 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 okay with that. Like I'm, I would I'm I would that... go I would go pick it up. I I don't have it, so it's not easy for me to play, even if I wanted to. Yeah, but like if there was like a remaster or something. And it was like, hey, this is the only Yakuza game available in your territory that you haven't played. Oh, I would buy it then. There, yes, there might right. be like, I there might be enough of a pull to be like, I, I mean, if at least to go just like hang out with the characters again. You know, I guess what I meant is that I wouldn't go play the PS3 version. That's fair. Yeah, I, I would. I would actually happily play a a new if they remastered it or whatever. Like they gave the Kiwami treatment. Mm-hmm. I would have a hard time saying no. Oh, if they because... remade it and actually made it better, then I I would be first in line. Yeah. yeah. I'm just talking about like, yeah, we upscaled it and made it and put it on a console where you can buy it again. I'd be like, nah, maybe. But yeah, I don't think that... they will because I don't think anyone actually likes that game. I don't think there's any <laughs> demand for it at all. I mean, I think it was just kind of riding high on the uh, everybody likes first person shooters and stuff. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Everybody needed to have more more guns. Wouldn't be surprised at all if it was RGG Studios' uh, attempt at we need to reach out to the Western audience. Right. Yeah. So well, make a game about think... guns and zombies because that's what everyone likes in the mid two thousands. Has it stopped? Isn't there still zombie modes in all of the Call of Duties? Probably. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I feel like Call of Duty is not like the 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 zeitgeist like controlling force that it was 10 years ago. No, now it's now it's whatever is whatever they're doing on Fortnite or yeah. Uh, yeah. What, one of those types of games, right? Like all of those kinds of it's yeah. like it's like sandbox games, survival games, 
and like and and battle royales. Wait, people and, do and really like, like mobile that. games, honestly. Yeah, mobile games are a big deal now. I mean, when you talk about like it makes sense that they would I don't want to get too deep into this, but like I, I it makes sense to me that mobile games do as well as they do and become kind of like the thing. Because when you have kids who are like get deciding what things to get into, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what are what are the advantages to a mobile game? They're usually free. So yeah. if there's a kid at your school who's playing this game and he's really into it and he wants you to play it too, you can get it for free and you can play it on your phone, which you probably already have. So it is as simple as just like, hey, check this out. Okay. Yeah. And then well, all and then all of a sudden you've gotten 15 people into it. And it's and it's a, a pretty big deal in other parts of the world too. So for instance, uh like in in Brazil, right? So Leticia has sure some cousins and they're like oh yeah they really love playing video games so i thought mm-hmm. that meant like you mario know, nintendo or yeah. sony or something but it was no they they were really big into playing cell phone games right um because they have a cell phone and like you said it's it's easier to get into then because it's there so it's 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 there has to be i bet you there's a, a barrier of entry in terms of because games in brazil are super expensive right compared exactly. to here in terms of like the the price for a 60 dollars game or whatever like it's you know quadruple not, not not taking the account there's a there's a uh an exchange difference right like our dollars sure, are yeah. way more than the hey but the uh or hey all i guess but uh uh even taking that into account they're still really expensive some some things it's it's like it'd be like paying you know 120 dollars for an xbox controller or whatever the standard is like you know sure a switch controller or something yeah so when you when you think about it like that it's like oh yeah that makes sense that cell phone games are popular because everybody has a cell phone well not everybody but a lot of people have cell phones um yeah, so, yeah. It, it, a lot more people have cell phones than game consoles or pcs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like yeah that's what i'm saying like the barrier to entry is way lower so yeah. i completely understand why games like fortnite and and um and whatever clash of clans and whatever else league of legends and whatever else is i don't think that's on cell phones but yeah i'm sure league has a cell phone version but bad yeah, I example i think it's like uh i think they have like a they, they, the the dota made this thing called like auto chess and it became really popular oh yeah league of legends made their own version of yeah of auto chess but yes 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 yeah. cell phone I, games. i'm mostly talking about games that are free to get into yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But like also like the combination of free to get into and you can just download it on the thing you already carry around and have it with you mm-hmm. is like it makes the barrier to entry way lower than getting into video games when we were kids, which is this game costs fifty dollars. Please, 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 please. Can we rent it or something? Yeah, like they don't need like generally. I'm sure they have, like, protections on their phones or whatever, but, like, they don't need parental permission or money to get into these games. They can just jump in and play mm-hmm. because their friends are playing, so they can just do that. And then they get into them, and they spend, you know, 100,000 V-Bucks or whatever, and... <laughs> yeah. And that's I'm, I'm... where the money comes in. But, like, it, the point is, I get why uh, games like that become really popular with younger audiences or international audiences because the the buy-in request is practically zero Mm -hmm. so like one person you know plays it and is like hey you should check this out it's like okay why not it literally costs me nothing 
Yeah, exactly. And then if you like it, then you're into it. And then you do the same thing. Tell someone else to get into it. So I get it. Yeah. It makes sense. Checks out. Yeah, you know. Uh, so that was only an th- extra 30, <laughs> 30 minutes on top of going to sponsors. It's fine. <laughs> shall, we, shall we galaxy brain Mario? Galaxy <laughs> Yes, let's do that. I mean, some of them felt like, you know, you know what? Like, I don't I was going to say some of those stars make it feel like you have to galaxy brain. No, I've been playing La Mulana. They don't. I, I was actually going to say that Mario Galaxy, in terms of in terms of feelings of like, a, oh, I solved this thing. Mario Galaxy is pretty low on that. Yeah, tier. it's like it's pretty much everything extremely kind of, straightforward. Like everything sort of just handed to you. Even this even this hidden stars like, hey, there might there's a hidden star here. It's definitely here. <laughs> well, and there's very, there's very clearly like a split in the pen. Like I didn't have to look up any of them. I don't think. No, no. Um, it's literally like if you just explore a little bit, you'll find it. Hmm. Well, and it's very obvious usually because it's like, oh, this time there's a a little, uh, I don't know what they're how they're called. What are the fat stars called that want to get fed? They are hungry lumas. Yeah. So they'll be hungry lumas. And it's like, okay, that's, that's, that's what I need to do. Yeah. That's, that's that actually is it like more than half the time. It's like, oh yeah, just bring them enough bits and then you're okay. You got it. Cool. Mm -hmm. GG. Okay. So you didn't care about Mario galaxy at all back in the day because it had motion controls. And as far as you're concerned, that's the bane of your existence. Okay. Back up. You're partially right, but you're way too far on it. Fine, fine. I owned and played and wanted to care about Mario Galaxy because I'd played every Mario game up to that point. And like, hey, it's the new mainline. I'm okay. Mainline Mario game like the big ones. Not yeah, like the yeah. not like the spinoff ones, not the not the handheld ones. Yeah, Luigi is like, missing. No, I even mean, like, they made, like, a gazillion of the new Super Mario Brothers games. Which are, like, the... I played all of those, yeah, yeah. I don't don't think I played all of those. But, like, up to that point, like, Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3, World, Yoshi's Island, which barely counts, but I played it. Um, It count? What do you mean? It's called Mario World 2. It does, yeah. It's, I, it's called Super Mario World 2. I consider it more of a spin-off than a sequel, but yeah, fair. Actually, it's kind of a wild uh that that even exists is kind of crazy as as a mainline Mario game when you think about the mechanics of the game. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo's like, "Yeah, sure, just use our flagship character in something that's completely different." That doesn't even really star Mario at all except as an annoying mechanic, as a pain in the ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like nobody actually likes Mario in that game. <laughs> No, it's the worst. But anyway, like Mario. So Mario World 1 and 2, we'll just say uh, 64, Sunshine, and then Galaxy is next up, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd played all of played and finished all of those. I want to say multiple times up to the release of Mario Galaxy, except for Sunshine. No, I played. I actually played Sunshine more than once. Oh, really? Yeah. Time. Like, over time, I found myself, like, less happy with it. But, like, it was the Mario game, and so I played it. Yeah. Oh, and I was, was like, the, the water tank thing is... The water tank thing is weird. 
Yeah. And I, you know, but like, it was fine. I played it. It was, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, and I actually I, like, like Sunshine a lot, so that, yeah, I, I'm down with it. Um, It was only my more recent playthrough that I, playing it through with a critical eye and like trying to actually analyze whether something is objectively good or bad, I came out with a way poor interpret, a way poorer uh, view on it. Mm-hmm especially going for a hundred percent. Well, I'm going to, I'll just say this, right. So, so everybody, so everybody listening knows, uh, and I don't feel particularly bad for saying this. That's I fine. like sunshine more than galaxy. I might also, <laughs> I, and I'm not saying the, I'm not saying the hundred percent because the hundred percent sunshine is just inherently dumb since you almost have to look things up, which I think is silly in a Mario game to have to look up. Because the blue coins are dumb, but just in terms there's of there's too many the game, of them and they're impossible to track, right? So just playing the game in and of itself, I, I had more fun playing Sunshine than I did playing Galaxy this time around, which was a really strange feeling because mm. I have only well I had only amazing memories of Galaxy, but I also actually forgot how much motion controls were in the game. There's so much. I was so wrong. Cause when you first started playing on stream, you were like complaining about, it. I was like, dude, stop it. You big baby. There's not even that many. And then before as, I as started, you were like, there's barely any motion controls in the game. I, and I was like, I really didn't remember that there was that many. Cause I actually liked motion controls. I thought they were cool. Like I don't have a, I don't have a problem with motion controls. I, I don't like, so now motion controls are kind of dumb since the console's not really designed around motion controls. I know it pretend is, but the it's like for the the Wii it was great because everything could be motion controls fine that's how the system was set up I don't care sure. I'm, I'm I'm with it but now that it's not so much I'm kind of like eh, I don't know because I played the whole game using both with the, the two Joy Cons okay so yeah. I played it like I would have played Galaxy basically um, yeah yeah and I found it a frustrating experience sometimes maybe just because my one joy con was failing maybe I'm not sure but sometimes it didn't register when I flicked it to do like and a see, jump that is that is the experience I most often had with the Wii as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's really my primary great motion controls in a game designed for to be a motion control game. Yeah, are fine. Wii sure. Sports super fun. Yes, like, like that's I consider Wii Sports to be like actually one of the best launch titles of all time. I for would a, say of any console. I would say almost. If, if, okay, so if you're including, so the only reason I'm hesitating is because Mario World was a launch title. Yes. Like packaged with the console. And but I think that Mario of, World is a better overall game, but in but terms of Wii the Sports, work, the, yeah. the work that Wii Sports does to not only be a fun game, but also to introduce a completely new concept. Yeah, well, and it opened, it made, so <laughs> there are people that purchased a Wii and then literally never bought another game. Yeah. <laughs> like, they they just they just got the game that was bundled in it and they were happy because that's what they wanted to play was Wii Sports, right? Right, it was, right. It's sort of the most incredible tech demo. Yes. Bun- that's, that's of all, I would say it's, of all time in terms of any console launch because it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. They could have charged money for that and it would have been fine. Any, right? like that's, any other um literally any other console that has come out mm-hmm. that has a that has like a pack-in game or a launch title i'll include like not even just not even just pa- like an actual pack-in game that comes with the console sure. but like 
but like in terms of like actual launch titles, like anything that was anything that was released on the same day as the console. Right. Yes. All of them, like very rarely do any of them are any of them tasked with like introducing a completely new style of play. Yeah. Like it's usually just like hit the buttons to do this thing. And the Wii, Wii Sports was tasked with, all right, there's buttons, but also you're going to need to wave this thing around a bit. And here's how that's going to work. And here's why that's fun. Oops, we'll we'll reinforce the straps on the controllers because some of you people are crazy. <laughs> what? Stop. Please stop throwing your Wiimotes through your TVs. Please. <laughs> like, make sure your play area is clear. I, I think it's... It's really sad to me that both the Wii and the Wii U had kick-ass pack-in launch titles, and then they didn't. So the, the Wii did a whole lot of motion controls, and like I said, I enjoyed them. But I think they were they were, they were for the time awesome, and now I don't like it anymore. Sure. Like I don't want to. I don't want motion controls in my game so much anymore. That being said, I might play if I get Skyward Sword. I might try that mm. with motion controls if it actually is more accurate that could be kind of cool but i don't need it it's just kind of like whatever you keep coming back to this and like and what you're touching on is exactly what my gripe is with motion controls when it's a silly little irreverent game like wii sports yeah and you know and your your motion control desyncs because the accelerometer gets stuck and then it thinks you're it thinks you're holding the remote like behind your head and your arms start glitching out Whatever. It's a fun little it's a fun little mini game collection. It's not yeah, a big deal. When you are using motion controls, which can at any point stop responding and glitch out on you at any moment, and it is a game that requires precision. No. Yeah. No. Like that's where that is my gripe with motion controls is motion controls are by their very nature imprecise. And some of those stages in Mario Galaxy require extreme precision. Yeah. Like the it's whole true. the whole tilt to like move the ball around the stage. That's I can't just, have okay. that thing just like like tilting all the way to the left after I've been like after I've been holding my breath for 90 seconds trying to make sure I don't fall in any gaps and all of a sudden it just decides to stop. <laughs> I will say that's that was the stage that I had the most fun doing the motion controls for again was I actually enjoyed that uh the the that particular stage. I'd play a whole game based around that. Like I would I'd be down for for some weird marble madness type um I'm like ninety nine percent sure that game is Super Monkey Ball. True. I love Super Monkey Ball a lot. Is is well, a lot of fun. Hey did you know that the the Yakuza team Yes. I, I believe they made yes. like, the first two yes. Super Monkey Balls. Yup. <laughs> Have you seen I know. the side by side of Nagoshi on the Super Monkey Ball team versus Nagoshi on the Yakuza team? <laughs> no. Oh I, boy. I I just I just want to say that we 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 had talked briefly about this not streaming, but I I didn't have much I didn't have really that many that many great things to say about Sega as a company. I was like, yeah, their their games are fine, whatever. They were they were totally just middle of the road almost across the board. But after having finally starting to play Yakuza, I'm like, wow, Sega's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's what's really like except for Super Monkey Ball, I've always loved that. What's what's really telling about um about Yakuza is that it does do a good job of of being sort of a love letter to other Sega properties because there's so yeah. much like product placement. Yeah. 
But doesn't it make you think about how much freaking gold they are sitting on as a company? Yeah. And that they just do nothing with? Well, yeah, I, that's that's kind of the joke with a lot of the a lot of uh, like the Nintendo Direct sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. Oh my God, is this for real? Yeah, those are real photos. <laughs> he is. He it, there's is the photo on the a little bit. Yeah, it's the photo on the left of him on the <laughs> Super Monkey Ball team, and the photo on the right of him promoting Yakuza Four. Yep. It's not it his... is golden throne with a woman on each arm. In oh, his, his like... jumpsuit, he also has like a a a very serious tan going now. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I will I will link this in the in the description if I remember to. That's not even that long. Like the 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 time between the two is not that huge. If it's Yakuza four, it's, it's maybe ten years, probably less. Saying. But it doesn't even. I wouldn't even. I, I mean, it's, it's, I know there's like a, it's hard sometimes for, for people to identify like specifics about a culture you're not super familiar with right. in terms of features. But I think even per, someone who is good at that would have a hard time saying that this is the same person. <laughs> and yet, and yet. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised you hadn't seen that before. Cause that's like, that is a, uh, no, I need to send this to my friend actually right away. Um, <laughs> that is a commonly shared photo that's fantastic no i've never seen that um so anyway yeah so so let's so, continue talking about sega on this mario galaxy podcast yeah. <laughs> um we're actually so yeah i was talking like you were gonna motion yeah. controls requiring precision are a no-no for me and so okay. i generally shy away from them being in any action game or platformer because i'm like they're like very few things feel worse than when the game, like when you are doing the right thing, but the game decides you are not. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like I get with motion controls most of the time. So that's why I, that's why I always rail against it when I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want this to be here. Cause like when I'm hitting the buttons, I can feel pretty good that the button is going to get pressed. Sure. And then it's going to do the thing that the button is supposed to do. And when it doesn't, I'll yell about it. Yeah, I think I like the idea of motion controls because it's so. So I love I love VR, right? And sure, I don't have sure. a great VR setup right now. So in VR, you have motion controls. And yeah, when you exclusively used, almost. Right. And so when you've used the precision of some of the new VR motion controls, uh, you you can. I, I guess my level of what is acceptable has changed. Fair. A yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm the the because some the of those accuracy. VR sets are really good, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when I had the Vive, the 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 first edition Vive setup, mm -hmm. um, in in my office, and I would play games. I was like, this is so fun. Like everything felt good. I never, I don't, I don't think I had a single instance of a thing not doing what it was supposed to do. Yeah. In terms of movement and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's playing with motion controls on the Switch. It feels like oh. This sort of feels the way that we probably did, but I was giving it the benefit of the doubt because it's, you know, 2005 or six or whatever. Right, right, right. Five, but 2006, 2006 I think. 2006, yeah. Um, so, so it's, whenever there's a glitch now, you're kind of like, oh, that's not cute at all. That's not like, th there's, this is not a, t this doesn't feel like it's growing pains anymore. It feels like this just shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, 
when I am when I am trying to do something difficult and the tech just glitches out at me and I die and it's not my fault mm-hmm. and there's nothing I can really there's not really anything I can do to like prevent it from happening again. I can't I don't learn anything from it. I can't improve from it. It's just like, yeah, sometimes the game is just going to decide that it lost the tracking and then you're just going to careen off to the right and fly off the stage no matter how much work you put in up to this point. Yeah. That happened a lot when when the the or just trying to get the uh when you try to get the the motion the the infrared to recognize on the sensor bar and it just wouldn't for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's just like like every single time something like that would happen, it was just it just gave me this feeling of like this is all getting in the way of my video game. Yeah, I can I think I just was I think I was fortunate enough to have a, a really easy setup for my motion control. So I never had any I didn't have too many problems where that came into play very often. And I, I my guess is that I just don't remember it. I mean like, they may not guess. have they may just not have bothered you as much. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm I didn't because I I'm I like new technology. I get a kick out of trying it. So I probably sure. pushed any of those problems just out of my memory. Well, and like Jesse's got uh, Jesse's got a, a VR headset that I have tried a couple of times and I played like super hot VR and had a reasonable amount of fun. And I agree that the tracking on those things is actually fairly precise and it actually feels good most of the time. Yeah. But even yeah. with that, sometimes it's like, whoops, you stepped out of the play area. Mm hmm. Now, I think it depends like, on... none of your, now you're facing the wrong direction and you can't reset it properly and none of this is, like, none of this is going to quite work right until you recenter yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, that's annoying. It's better than it used to be, but it's annoying. Yeah, but I think... also, those VR games are, again, built around that concept. It, it's yeah. not an added-on little thing that kind of half works. It's It's weird, because I think the best part of playing so i the new super mario brothers games on the wii the what what i like that they added there is that it was just mario but then you you shook the controller to get a little extra jump like a Mm -hmm. little twist and that never seemed to have a problem because it was just checking if the controller moved it wasn't trying to track anything uh and i don't remember ever having really an issue with that on the wii and i I thought that was fun because there's something kind of cool about adding a little extra motion to the game like i did i thought that was I, I don't know why I enjoyed I, it, but I really did. I agree with you that uh, the when they do add like a sort of motion control element, it's usually best implemented when it's like, let's just check for whether a simple motion happened or not. Mm-hmm. Like, not like how hard did you swing or in what direction or how like going back and forth or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But just like, did you move? <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. move above a certain speed? Okay, it'll do the thing. I will say I know the exact mechanic you're talking about. And the problem that I ran into with that was when it would happen when I didn't want it to. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I, uh, Vachisi and I recently played the, the, the Wii U remake on the switch. And there was one part where we were going through a spot and I just set the controller down for a second to grab something and my, mm-hmm. I did a, a twirl jump into a spike and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That, yeah. that kind of stuff. I think, I don't know. I, like I said, I think it was just part of the times where motion controls just don't, they don't do it for me anymore. I, I don't. Oh, I'm I glad don't, you've come around. 
yeah. Now, if they made a whole system based around it again, I'd be okay with it. That's that's. I know it sounds weird. It would that's... have to be really refined. Yeah. And I would argue that the entire system based around motion control is now just VR. Right. It is. Well, and and you can see Nintendo made the switch with the idea of motion controls being a big deal and then promptly mm-hmm. stopped doing almost anything with it. Well, a lot of it also, first of all, that's kind of Nintendo's MO is to announce a, a, a major gimmick and then use it once and then never look at it again. Yeah, that's actually very, very true. Um, yeah, actually, the only thing that they even really used the idea of motion controls for was mostly was was the was the the the, the ring fit adventure, which was fun. <laughs> continues to be fun actually i need to i need to play it more often but i've tried to actually like i have tried to actually um like use it like once a week or something yeah like stay fairly regular on it especially during the pandemic and everything yeah it's 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 been nice so that's that's where i mean the the option of having those kinds of motion controls are cool because ring fit adventure was a was a a novel use of the mechanics and it was actually implemented pretty well it was Uh, there are uh, there are certain things about it where it's like based on where you've strapped the thing to your leg, maybe it, it won't doesn't recognize work, right? that you're <laughs> yeah. it doesn't like register that you're doing the thing it's asking you to do. And then it's like you ha- kind of have to like overextend. But those issues, I will say, are fairly minor. That mm-hmm. is a game about moving. Right. So exactly, like the motion controls are the controls. <laughs> yeah. I'm OK with that. That like so. Mario Galaxy is a game where the platforming is mostly is mostly great. But then once in a while, it's like, OK, now point at the screen. Yeah. Now we're and, doing okay. like weird light gun pointy things. <laughs> I want to say that it's it's I. The the I loved Mario Galaxy because the planetoids uh-huh. and the way that they, they made the artificial gravity felt like I was playing a 3D platformer for the first time again. Mm and I, was, I've heard a lot of people say similar things about it. I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. And that feeling stayed through the whole time I was playing the game. What I got kind of tired when I was replaying it that I was like, yeah, I don't really even know if I want to finish this. Like, I mean, I don't know if I want to get all 120 stars. And I certainly don't want to go for 242, which I actually thought I was going to be excited to do uh, again because I did it back on the Wii. Mm-hmm. But I just after a while, it just kind of felt like going through the motions in a stage because mm-hmm. there was no sense of exploration. It was like, yeah, just get from... It sounds stupid because all it's Mario su- has been is point A to get from point A to point B because yeah. that's what literally Mario World is. Like, everything up until 64, that's what it has been. But 64 but, and Sunshine were different in that there's actually a certain amount of exploration, albeit yeah. in relatively small stages. But Galaxy is... For being a game about space... Galaxy <laughs> it is, is shockingly limit, linear. No, no, it is it is extreme. Now, now I I believe this is because when they were making uh, Galaxy, they're like, okay, the Wii has been an enormous success. I want Mario to be approachable. I want it to be playable by everybody from ages, you know, five to ninety five or whatever thing they say, like zero to ninety nine. You know what I mean when you see it on like a a family game board box where it's, sure, yeah, everyone can play this until they're in the grave. Right. So it, it feels like that's what they that that was their design philosophy for yeah. for this game was like okay we're, we're, we'll still have some super challenges in there for um, the, the gamers yeah the, the the gamers but the God but the uh, yeah. but the but when the I say that and I imagine it with like a capital T and capital G. <laughs> yeah, 
Like that's that's how I'm I'm styling I'm stylizing the gamers in my head. There there probably has to be like one of those uh what what is it called B B T T V emotes in there somehow too now. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Um, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, but the but but so I don't know. I, it was it's it's just strange for me to go to, to play a game that I thought I was going to just be so excited to play and then be like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty chill with this. Like I don't I'm 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 over it actually. Like yeah, we the spent music's a lot of... fantastic. I yes. love I love the music. It's, no doubt about that. I love the feeling of playing on the 3D plants. Like the, it's 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 like scary to complete a jump that should be simple because I wasn't sure which way I was gonna. <laughs> like it's it's it was where's gravity's to, gonna pull you. Yeah, like that felt cool. Yeah. Um I love long jumping around plants. That felt great. But mm-hmm. you know what didn't feel great at all and actually sucked? What's that? Was like all of the power-ups except for the B one and the ghost one. So Dude, yeah. the you, fire flower being a timed power-up is actually trash. Did I literally okay, so I, I think you saw I was I, uh, I saw you live tweeting the the one because you were doing the hot oh wait did you actually say something about the fire flower because yes. i knew you were doing that it's world, one of the but first I, I i did i decided because i wanted to at least get up to 120 okay right yeah. before we did the podcast yeah but i didn't really have time to stream it okay and yeah. i'm glad that i didn't because i ended up like basically taking an afternoon to do it but i had to take like hours off in be in between to like <laughs> do other stuff so like it was a very disconnected play session for only getting like eight stars or whatever it was. Yeah. Um Oh yeah. Okay, you yep, you do just say the fire flower. Yeah, I was just looking through your tweet because I didn't I actually didn't see that one because you, you tweeted like, you know, fifty things. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was it was intense. I know. Like but like one of the very first things that I said was like, all right, so yeah. The 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 fire flower being something that was in Mario one. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about, you know, suddenly becoming a timed power up like a power star. Get the hell out. Why yeah. are you why would you do this? Well, and then make it. It wasn't rec- in the fire flower wasn't in Mario 64 or Sunshine. Mm-hmm. I would have rather had nothing or just even just keep it, it out. Stupid. Just make it a different power up then. <laughs> yeah like i don't know how to explain actually timed power-ups unless it's the fire f- or the 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 superstar yep. kind of just feel bad to me the only yeah the only acceptable kind of timed power-up is invincibility yeah because like, you're invincible yeah and it's like you can't have that for the whole game or else you've solved the game there's no fun to it anymore yeah, unless unless it's like one of the the new you know the question mark blocks, and you're like playing with kids or people that aren't good at games, then then that's cool. I, I actually like how Nintendo kind of found that middle ground there for uh, accessibility in terms of making yeah you know, you know like Funky yeah. Kong how you can just fly through the levels or whatever. yeah 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 for uh, sure. But but uh, f- making God, I hated the the Fire Flower was stupid because it makes you like why, why even bother getting it? Like you just it, yeah, it's not you. You know, you you know what it. the Fire Flower is. It's a P switch. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's a P switch in a Mario Maker level Except where you, you have, have to, to hit the it shot sometimes, and it's not fun. You have to hit it and then take it to a particular area within a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. or else you have to go back and do it again. Yeah, like that sucks. It, did. it doesn't it was, I, like I did not it like is. That. Every time I saw a thing about this, 
every time in that game I saw a fire flower, I was like, shit. Because I knew. Because <laughs> like, oh, I need to find a, uh, I need to find a. Yeah, the only reason this is here. The only reason that this is here is because I now have to do something on a timer. Yeah. I have to go find the thing that I'm supposed to do to take this to and like platform through on a certain on a on a timer before it goes away. It sucks. It feels yeah, terrible. It doesn't feel good because it's yeah, just it's it's not fun. It's not fun. It's not the, it's not even that it doesn't feel good to have. It specifically it feels bad. Feels bad. <laughs> yeah, it is wor- like the fire flower segments are worse than the regular game. Mm hmm. That like it's. No, don't do that. I and, will and, say being able to ice skate with the with the uh, the ice flower and make the little like oh, make the little dope. ice it's, crystals yes. on the on the water surface. Good. That's cool. But I again, temporary. that. But so that temporary power up, I don't know why it didn't bother me as much because you knew, OK, I got to go skating on some water and it felt kind of cool. Like, I think it's just because it. like I think it's because it does at the very least, it gives you something new that you can do. Mm-hmm. like the the ice flower power up is also timed but it's timed and then it's like well at least i get to walk on water now that's cool and i can like and i can freeze things and like it gives you a new ability you don't have the fire flower is just shooting stuff which the game isn't admit, balanced around so it's not fun to do I, I still don't quite understand why it was timed like why even make the ice one timed that seems like a weird decision too ultimately like when you actually start thinking about it like what what does that add to the game experience other than, I suppose, a little bit of stress? I mean, not that it's really stressful because the fire, the ice flower is always almost literally next to the waterfall you have to jump up or the little pipe spigot you have to freeze and then jump. Like, So I don't quite know why that they, they made that timed either. I just don't understand why there's timed power-ups, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean... But you know, know what the real, the real, the real egregious culprit is, 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 is the horrendous and awful spring power up. Yes. I had forgotten because that the spring power up wasn't required for any of the, uh, for any of the last few stars that I, that I was getting. Thank God. Um, they never, there was nothing ever anything hard with the spring power up. Like you, there was nothing, anything frustrating. Thank God. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, there's the one in the toilet bowl world where you have to collect the purple coins. Yeah. That and I must... did get like 97 of the coins. <laughs> and then you and jumped then... off a tree. <laughs> yeah. And then I jumped off a tree, which is And great. it was like, it was, that was one of my favorite moments of watching you play the game because it was like, oh, in your, in your gut, you knew it was wrong. Cause you even like, this isn't it. I, I know said... this isn't it, yeah. but I have to do it. And I'm like, oh no, this is that moment where you should just back off. Just back off. Don't do it. And then, and then you just launch yourself into a pit and you were so frustrated afterwards. Like, well, yeah, you, you kind of called it though. <laughs> yep. I was like, I, it was one of those things where like, I know this probably isn't the thing and it's risky, but I'm, I'm short on options. So I might as well just try. <laughs> and then I jumped back in and found where the last three were like almost immediately. And I was like, yep. Okay. That was the other one. <laughs> that was the other place to check. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh god, the spring power up is so stupid. Uh, yeah, not a fan of that one. It just it, like it just didn't feel good to control. The bumblebee is fun. Bumblebee was really cool, and being the boo was fun. I didn't have a problem. Yeah, with that. The, the boo is all right. Motion I, controls I, though. Yeah, but it wasn't like so. That was okay. I didn't think it was great, but it was it was fine. 
the bumblebee was the best power up and actually the bumblebee is really neat yeah i I actually i actually like it a lot it kind of gives you like it's it's almost like having a yoshi hover exactly yeah well it sort of feels like the way power-ups feel in mario where you get the power-up and then you get the power-up and if you get hit you lose it like that right that's although added benefit of like you don't actually have to get hit you can just like touch water true and lose it because you're a bee and bees don't like water but but they also design challenges around avoiding water which is a fairly low stakes thing because the water doesn't actually hurt you yeah like who cares it's just like, it's oh, you fell like, oh, and you shoot. have to go do it again. Although I guess sometimes you can get hit with the water and then fall into a pit. But OK, but still the, the but game for the is, most part, it was fine. There, there are very few instances or very few stars in Mario Galaxy where you're like uh, you use where you use enough lives where you're feeling worried about dying once or twice. Like it's it's you're never at the point of except for if you overthink one purple coin challenge, you're almost never at the at, at the risk of going, getting a game over. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah. If, even if you do get a game over, it's no big deal. Like, you just start... Right I, in fact, and... did get a game over overthinking a purple coin challenge. <laughs> yeah, the Luigi one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, started, I, I honestly like, oh. went into that thinking that the, like, I was expected to get literally every coin. Yeah, me too. I, I started, I had my route, like, I was slowly planning my route out, and I was doing really great, and I was like, this is so insane like holy crap how yeah, did i it, ever like, do this as a like how did i do this 10 years ago i don't know and then then i was like screw it because one time i got super frustrated just wanted to run around and see the rest of the thing and i was like wait i have 85 coins and there's a ton left yeah Whoops. there's like 50 left on the stage <laughs> yeah because i think there's 150 total because i did a watch uh when i was all done i watched the video i was like man i bet you someone did all of these for sure and, and yep sure enough someone had, had it's definitely possible where they got every single one yeah because i was i, think I, I was got getting like close 60. I got like 60 with with trying to do it perfectly uh, because the beginning is really tight where there's a lot of back and forth long jumps and stuff. If you're well, at least the route that I had planned in my head, I guess it depends on how you how each person would have thought about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then you have to get back to that platform, too. So you can't you have to be very precise in in the especially in the early parts, because you, you could make a panel disappear and then it's actually impossible to get the star, even if you collect all the coins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that surprised me when I got to the end of that one, and it's like, I, okay, I got a hundred. Oh, it's there, <laughs> right? The of course it would be there. It's the only actual solid ground in the whole stage. I don't think they physically could put it anywhere else. But yeah, unless they just give it to you automatically, which you know that's not happening. I mean, even if they like, even if they did the Mario sixty four like hundred coin star thing, where it just pops up above your head wherever you happen to be. Oh God, you'd be so screwed. <laughs> like. The floor goes away, so, like, that's actually not good. That doesn't help you at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, also, auto-scrolling, purple coin, 100-coin challenges, blech. Not great. Like it just, it just requires absolute memorization and perfection. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's... I don't know. I want... I really... What I'm wondering now is the ultimate hard challenge in the game. I think there were some... I, it, there had to have been motion control segments, at least the balloon and the electric. Because I remember there being a bubble part where there's the electric fence things. Mm-hmm. And when I remember that that was part of the the hardest challenge stage, I was like, yeah, I don't want to. I'm not doing this. I'm just getting <laughs> 120 and being done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do kind of um, I regret not doing the uh, I didn't actually know where it's it's I didn't know where Champions Road is. Mm-hmm. I don't um, remember. 
I did the 120 and expected to be like sort of faced with that. But then I was just like, nah, just take Luigi. And I was like, no, but I want to do the like the final final stage. But I don't know I don't if you do you have to do the game again as Luigi before it's unlocked. I think you that's what that's my memory is that you have to do it as Luigi first and then you unlock Champions Road. Yeah, I I'm not I no. <laughs> I and and I did it once and I'm It was kind of a chore to get through that game one time. And I I don't want to do it twice. It's really hard for me to say that cuz I think it's called like Galaxy Grandmaster Galaxy or is that Mario Galaxy 2? I don't I really don't remember. Champions Road is what it's called in uh, Mario 3D World, so yes, I don't yeah. know if it's the same. It's just kind of my Champions Road is kind of my um it's kind of my catch-all term. Okay. For all of the mega hard final stages that they started introducing after Galaxy uh oh okay i'm looking at it now so there's grandmaster galaxy is the one from mario galaxy 2 okay and then mario galaxy is grand finale galaxy okay oh it's in the star festival i don't know what that Wait, means what? is this right this seems easy is is mario 2 the one that had the really hard final challenge i don't know I, maybe i'm mixing them up now so okay when I played through, I was also, this is during when I was playing a ton of World of Warcraft. So basically a game had to really, I had like, I would stop playing World of Warcraft and then just like rush through whatever game came out that I wanted to play and then go back to playing World of Warcraft most of the time. Mm -hmm. So my memories of Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2 are kind of bleeding together. Now I, I, I think that is actually common to a lot of people, to be honest. <laughs> I think that like, even while I was playing, there were people that were like, hey, I don't remember if that's Galaxy 1 or Galaxy 2, because they are yeah. ostensibly the same game. Yeah, just with Yoshi. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember one of them. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so it looks like it looks like there's a, a galaxy where you just collect purple coins now that you've finished the game. And then I think you unlock the hard version. Like, the, I, I think you I'm pretty sure you unlock a super hard mission after you beat through the whole game again as Luigi. OK, so there, there's 121 stars. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, get 120 stars with both Mario and Luigi and then complete the fate of fate of the universe a second time. So you don't get to this until you beat it with Luigi. OK, and that gets you to 241. I don't I guess 242 might be the super hard stage. I don't know. I don't care. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't either. And I it's kind of sad because I sort of wanted to. But like I, I really wanted to. I was so hyped to to play it. I, this was I was so excited to play Galaxy again. It was it was weird for me to be like, yeah, you know, I don't I don't I don't feel like it. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just don't. It's and it's weird, too, because like I don't actually consider it bad. No, no, um, no, no. It's so, so I, like there's a lot of it. stuff in it that was actually really fun. Like like by and large, it's a fantastic game. I was gonna say, as, as think, far as three D platformers go, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, it's, an it's excellent three D platformer. It is absolutely top tier. Right, and it and it feels good. It, I can't tell you how cool. Like like the first time you're running around on the planet, didn't it feel good to like sort of have a completely different perspective of what a three D game like a three D platformer can feel like? You weren't just on like a flat thing, right? You know, you're running around in a circle, and it was like sort of wild too. Yes uh, and no. Did it feel, did you not like it or was it, what was the, I liked it conceptually. Yeah. Um, my, it, it hurt my head. <laughs> it did. Well, it's in, it sort of felt really like you've almost got that pit in your stomach when you would make a jump sometimes, even though it's a simple jump. Cause you were afraid of 
that it was going to pull you in or if you were going to miss it almost like it was a I guess it just made me feel like I was bad at 3D platformers again sometimes and I liked like it was sort of an exciting feeling to me as opposed to you know when you throw on 64 or uh even um sunshine sunshine's really easy to play though because of the the backpack it's like basically cheating uh the hard part of sunshine was just getting the 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 blue coins but you Mm -hmm. sort of you don't really have that feeling of being like it's going to be hard right like when you're when you played through mario 64 again didn't you purposely do things that would that were kind of sequence breaking just because you knew you could long jump over something yeah yeah yeah. right like it felt good to do that yeah uh Whereas in Galaxy, you're kind of like, oh, God, that's like a normal jump in a Goomba. I hope I don't get hit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, so it I, does I feel a lot more, I don't know, feel, I don't want to say like more imprecise, mm-hmm. but like I did get killed by Goombas. Like things that did not feel like they should be an issue were issues. And actually, when they were designing the game, that's what they came to. They're like, this is impossible for people to jump on things. Let's let's make it so Mario can spin. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why they had him spin. Is which they, is a way better like yeah that's a much easier way to handle that yeah yeah jumping on enemies is it does really not hard. feel good in this game <laughs> no it doesn't not not even a little bit no um the reason the thing i was going to say about like it hurts my head mm-hmm. like it didn't like i didn't like physically get a headache from it that's not what i mean no I what know, i mean yeah. is like it was really difficult to tell which way i was going Sometimes like when you when you when it shifts your perspective, when you're upside down on something, when you're running around like on the the top side or the bottom side of something. And it's just like sometimes you just hit left and you go up and it's like, no, no, no. I had a weird instance where it felt like my controller was not reading the input right. And Mario would just run in a circle. Yes. Did you have that? too? Yes. Many times. Yeah. And I didn't quite. You're just holding in one direction. He's just like. Yeah, and I thought it was, I guess it's maybe because you're at like a, a turning point in the plane technically, so you could be going, if you were, if you crossed over slightly the other direction, you technically up would mean this, and if you went the other way up would mean this, uh, and then you got stuck in some strange loop, because I didn't know if it was my controller having the problem or what, but that was, that was, uh, that was annoying. Yeah, and I think that annoying is a, is a word that came up in this game way more often than... I it probably should have. Yeah, that, that's that's sort of how I felt while playing through it. I was that's just that's why I didn't like I said that's why I didn't want to even, uh, like do everything again. I was like, nah, I'm I'm I I, I found this experience annoying. Like I'd rather not. <sighs> that's really sad. Yeah, bummed me out too. <laughs> I feel like I had like a bummer of an experience with like so. This is this is now the official end of the uh, of the Super Mario 3D All Stars uh saga which is good because i guess that game's going off sale now yeah you have like well when this comes out you'll have what like six days or something to buy it i thought it was i thought it was until like the end of march but who cares oh yeah okay i didn't know if I, for some reason i had the 25th in my head i don't know why you might be right i don't know i didn't pay attention yeah i don't, I don't know i don't um <laughs> it's it sucks that it like we had sort of a bummer experience with. Well, you liked Sunshine a lot. I like Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say I had a bad time with Sunshine, but for you, it sucks. I think because you had two bummer I, experiences. Yeah, two of them were like underwhelming. Yeah, and Mario sixty four is Mario sixty four is Mario sixty four. Like that's <laughs> like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna say a bad word about Mario sixty four. 
There's nothing new to say about it, and there's nothing bad to say about it. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Which it is has, like, <laughs> the only, the, the closest I'll get to a criticism is, like, it hasn't aged especially well. No. But, like. It's rough com- to compare to, if you're used to the, the tightness of how Mario controls now, compared to then it it definitely feels weird like mario won't turn on a dime or anything like that he does that that super awkward like wide turn sometimes You're yeah like, God damn it mario but then like i don't know i felt that in galaxy sometimes too so like in a lot of ways i almost feel like yeah that's i true. almost feel like the controls in mario 64 are they're definitely not more refined maybe i'm just more used to them than in sunshine or galaxy I don't know. So what I will say, however, I will say that um, Odyssey blows all of these up. That's what I was about to say. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was like, I don't know what I'm used to or not, but it's certainly not like some some rose tinted glasses making Mario 64 my favorite because Odyssey is bar none the best. Like it's not it's not as close as I thought it would be. No, because I heard a lot of people say odyssey's really great i don't know if it's better than galaxy in it's so much better it's so much better than galaxy it's ridiculous (laughs) and and the transforming of the monsters captures that whole oh my god this is new and fun yeah like the thing that the thing that gets me about odyssey more than anything is that like it okay so it goes fully open there's a couple of like directed sequence you can There's go a couple the of directed game? sequences where, like, you, you have to, like, beat the big thing in that stage. But there is so much to do. Dude, and there's dude. so many damn star or moons. Moons. It has everything you could want in an old Mario game. It, I, I love it so much. Like, it's, it, it's, to me, it's the perfect 3D Mario game. Absolutely. Which is really awesome to say because it's, like, absolutely. the most recent one. I mean, not in hard agree. release. Because it's like just so freaking fun, and it captures that, all of the magic of of Mario. Yeah, like, the thing that stands like, out, oh. the thing that stands out to me more than anything is yeah. like the feeling that I got after a couple of worlds is like when you look at a thing and you're like, "Hey, what's that over there? Let's go, let's like run over there and see what's there." Uh, there's a moon. Oh, it transformed you into a two D Mario segment where you're now playing an old two D Mario game in the side of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, no, I mean so... like there's fun stuff like that and like definitely the little the little uh set pieces that they have are are super fun, but just like the thing that the thing that I remember the most about Odyssey is just curiosity is rewarded. Mm-hmm. Relentlessly rewarded. And and there's actually a payoff because then you get to go to that sweet you get to go to like the Mario or the Peach's Castle uh level. That mm-hmm. level's amazing. And then after that, you get to go to the moon and, like, the spooky dark side of the moon. And, I mean, yeah. I need to play that again. Yeah, Odyssey is is I, the quintessential 3D Mario platformer. It I, does I, I everything right. It even... I, one of my favorite routes is the one where the guy turns in, like, all 800 moons at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just standing there for, like, six minutes. Yeah, it's so, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, and and in the and Cappy, I, I wasn't sure at first. Like, oh, is this gonna be a weird gimmick? No, it's the coolest gimmick of all Mario. Like, you throw your hat, then you jump on it. You can jump again and then throw it again. Like this. Everything about of- it should be. Everything about it should be a dumb weird gimmick, but yeah. it's not. It's and not. that game has motion controls, but they're completely optional. 
and they just like yeah they make it kind of like they make it kind of easier to do some things if you want to but there's also a button for them mm-hmm. so you don't have to perfect yeah great yeah I, i'm i'm glad that <laughs> we've come to the conclusion that this 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 podcast is is now now about how good mario odyssey is <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was always going to get there because what we're really talking about is how much better it is than Galaxy. Yeah, and and again, I went into this, I went into Galaxy ready to ready to ready to put up some dukes. Like this game is fantastic. I have only good memories. Yeah, you were going to fight me, and now you're like, no, nah. nah, screw this game, man. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say I won't play it again at some point when it's re-released as Super Mario 3D All Stars ultra edition in six years or whatever on the switch too right but but at least for the foreseeable future and well let me i'll go into it with a negative mindset and then be like what did i not like about this game i don't remember everything's great because that's that just might be part works. of it too is like <laughs> expectations matter right yeah absolutely like i went into galaxy remembering people saying that galaxy is like a bunch of people saying the galaxy is their favorite and might be as good as odyssey and yeah I'm like, and okay which I, I have big expectations and I mean, I, again, really we've been we've been nitpicking it and talking about like what are ultimately minor gripes, but very but still real gripes about the way the game works out. Here, but I feel the like they're amplified by the expectation that it's, you know, it's some Mario. kind of all timer. You, you have to. So it's 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 not like we're saying the game is bad, right? We're, you're, we're comparing it to other Mario games, which all like they're all good. They're all awesome games. There's not a bad like mainline Mario game. Now there's just, you have I, I to think start the, the, the range that we're talking about is like, is this closer to an 8.5 out of a 10 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10? Right. Exactly. Like, and it's, it's by no means a bad game. And, and I actually think, especially if you're just looking at galaxy as a, Hey, I collected 50 stars and beat the game. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a great experience. It's, it's lovely. Cause the, you get to experience all the worlds. You get to hear some cool music. You get to hear. You get to experience the best Mario story in the mainline Mario game because True. everybody dies and yes. Rosalina fucking DC comic rebirth infinite crisis the whole universe. Yes, or no, excuse that's, me, the whole galaxy. That's delightful. <laughs> yes, I can't Great. picture a more fun, ultra serious meta story in a Mario game. Like, come on, that that's it's it's my. I think that's part of also why my memory of Galaxy is so fond is that I just loved the end sequence where it's like yeah everybody dies the, the the entire the entire the entirety of all the 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 mario like uh you know storylines are all 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 ended right here but the Rosalina singularity to, right yeah we have reached the singularity the, the, and rosalina sees fit to 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 give everybody life again and she's also going to ride a motorcycle in the next mario kart game <laughs> man rosalina's great Rosalina's the best thing about Mario Galaxy. Oh God, I love the the. That's... I'll, I'll 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 give it this too. Like I loved a bunch of the worlds. Yeah, there's some there's some really cool stuff in some of those worlds. Like you have your you have like some pretty basic like this the one's the quicksand stage, this one's the lava stage, this one's the ice stage. But then the but then there's one where the ice stage and the lava stage are the same stage. And it's yeah. like, that's cool. Yeah, and well and and 
I actually enjoyed the first galaxy quite a lot. The the good egg galaxy. Yeah. The introduction one that was that was an yeah, enjoyable yeah. space. And 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 I can't tell uh, stress it enough. I I really do love the music in the game and the Bowser stages are maybe they're almost too easy cuz I don't bit, remember yeah. having too much of a problem with it but damn do they feel epic cuz the 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 orchestrated yeah. Bowser soundtrack mm-hmm. is like oh, yeah the ready, orchestrated music ready, definitely elevates like everything like mm-hmm. and that's uh, this is the first game where they introduced the Super Mario Orchestra which they've yeah. basically used in every game since mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it's delightful absolutely so yeah i mean I I, I the, feel like we've damaged our reputations enough today. I think so too. I was gonna. I was, like, I was about to damage them more, but I think I think I'll let it be. I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let it be. Let it be over. By the that. way, Ocarina of Time is overrated. <laughs> Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. I I agree with that. Thank you.